Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kiley. Very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by our friend, the Cardinals insider for The Athletic. She's Katie Wu joining us here on BK and Ferrario. Katie, we appreciate the time as always. It looks like you're not going to have a game that you've got to be covering today. How are you doing out there at Bush Stadium? What's up, guys? Yeah, no game today. Um, that's all right, though. They'll make it up as part of a split doubleheader, as our Tanner just said. Um, but, yeah, things are great. Excited to be back with you all for another season and, and just really to get this season rolling. I love opening day. I love the celebration, the all the – just the big hoopla that comes with another season starting. But for me, I really enjoy when the first series is done with because then you can really, like, settle in, establish a routine, and get ready for this, you know – 162 potentially more game season. All right, Katie. Well, the first series is officially done now with this game being postponed. So what's the extra day look like? Are you going to find yourself at poolside sooner or later? <laughs> um, I'm probably going to take a nap. Uh, let, let's be honest. Uh, but then, uh, you know, there, there will be some, some writing done. My boss is going to yell at me. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> okay, well, we'll make sure we clip that off and send it to your bosses so they know. Otherwise, just enjoy that nap today, Katie. Katie, what's been your Thank biggest you. takeaway thus far from the Cardinals? I know we're three games in. Nobody's going to take away something that, like, over the next one six or 159, we're going to be wow, able to take away. Great math. What did great you math. think of the first three games that the Cardinals have played thus far? BK, you must be a mind reader because my headline is really legitimately four takeaways from the Cardinals' first series. Um, so I, and I already started writing number one, and for me, it's, it's the offense. I thought Nolan Arnato had a really good uh, quote on opening day where he said that he thinks the lineup is very deep, but there's not going to be a lot of people that, that are going to be eager to accept that because they weren't that great last year. So the offense knows that they're going to go out there and have to prove something. Um, but I was impressed with the batting structure with how the lineup pulled it out. I think Dylan Carlson, the leadoff spot, can do some damage there. This lineup gets so much more longer if you have a healthy Paul DeYoung or an efficient Paul DeYoung. And we saw some really encouraging signs from Paulie here uh, going the opposite way, flexing some oppo power at Bush Stadium. That's hard to do. And what I really like about this lineup that I think we're probably not talking about enough is how Ollie Marmel has stacked Harrison Bader and Tommy Edmond, two really fast guys in the eight and nine spots that when Dylan comes back up again, He's going to have some people on base. He's going to have some, some lethal weapons on the base pass to drive some runners in. So for me, I really like the lineup construction so far. How impactful is that going to be, Katie, for, for guys like Tyler O'Neill, Paul Goldschmidt, and Nolan Arenado? I mean, we just got finished talking about how Nolan Arenado is looking like an MVP candidate already early in the season. But, I mean, you could potentially have two more of those guys if, if we're talking about Bader, Edmund, and Carlson getting on base. 
Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, you're talk- when talking to Cardinals pitchers, they've even said, you know, if you have someone like Harrison who is super fast, he gets on base, Tommy Edmond is very speedy, and then you have to face Dylan Carlson, Paul Goldschmidt, Tyler O'Neill, Nolan Arnato, you're already frazzled because you're worried about the traffic on the base pass. You're worried about the guys that are going to run. You know the Cardinals run the base very efficiently. They're a very strong, fundamentally sound team in that regard. And then you have guys. You have the, the proven bats and Goldschmidt and Arnato. You have the up-and-comers and Carlson and Tyler uh, O'Neill. Um, it's, it's a very long lineup. And I know the, there hasn't been a lot of DH production. I know it's only been three games, um, so we won't start a narrative on that just yet. Um, but, again, it goes back to if you have a, a, an efficient Paul DeYoung who's seen the ball well, that really makes this lineup a legitimate threat one through nine. So I think if, if you are looking for a, a perfect lineup, you probably want to see a little bit more production out of the designated hitter role. Um, we'll see how that, how that fares over the next couple of weeks. But if Arnado can keep this up because he looks really locked in right now and Paul Dion can keep it up, I really like the length of this lineup. We're talking to Katie Wu, Cardinals insider for The Athletic. You can follow her on Twitter, at Katie J. Wu. Katie, we were both out there for, if, if the offense is the good, the bad, unfortunately, which was Steven Matz. He was cruising through two innings. He looked outstanding. He was working quickly. He was throwing strikes. It was everything we were sold. And then the third inning happened, and it was kind of reminiscent of what took place Saturday with Miles Michaelis, where just it, it wasn't there for him. What did you see that went wrong for both Michaelis and Mats over the weekend, and how concerning was it in your mind? You know, I think it's concerning for both just because it is the first, it's the first outing of the season, so that's all you can really base it on. It's a very small sample size. It's probably a little bit unfair to both Miles and Steven to quantify their first starts is all that they're good for. I mean, they did have very efficient springs, Miles, Miles especially, but spring training is spring training. So I think with Miles, it, it came more about just, not being able to really find the command that he was looking for um, and, and just, you know, he ran into trouble often and early. Same with, with Steven Matz. He was cruising for the first two innings, and all of a sudden in the third, things completely derailed him. He looked like he was coming out of the delivery a little bit. He was leaving his off speed really up in the zone. That grand slam came on a belt-high curveball that totally changed the trajectory of both Matz's outing and the game. Um, but one thing about Steven Matz that he did not mention yesterday that Ollie Marmel did today was that Matz developed a blister um, right before the third inning, which would attribute to some of the struggles. And he said, you know, Matz is not going to be a guy that's going to go give himself an out out there. You know, there were other issues. He was leaving the ball up in the zone. You know, he was perhaps coming out of his delivery a little quicker. Um, and the Pirates hitters did have a very aggressive approach on him. But you know, Matz was dealing with a little bit of a blister issue, which does make more a little bit more sense when you're taking in the full body of work, especially to how efficient he looked in the first two innings there. So, Katie, with the, the game being postponed today, and then, of course, the, the Dakota Hudson was scheduled to start in this one, does this change much in terms of their approach with Jordan Hicks as getting that fifth start who was supposed to start tomorrow? I don't think so. I am. Sh- I well, Don't quote me on this. We'll double-check and hopefully have a more definitive answer for you soon, but I imagine they just push Dakota back until tomorrow and Jordan on Wednesday. That would put Adam Wainwright in line to start against the Brewers and Milwaukee's home opener on Thursday, which is funny because we did have a, our, our media more availability this morning, did talk a lot about how Adam wasn't slated to base against the Brewers, um, but now the Cardinals might catch a break there. Um, Jordan Hicks is expected to be used for a max of 45 pitches. Whether Ollie uses him to that extent remains to be seen. Um, earlier in the week, he said, you know, about two innings, but if Jordan looks good and can push it to three, they certainly will. But this team will be cautious with Jordan just because he is 
uh, you know, just the injury history, um, how much potential they believe that he has. They're not going to put him in any high leverage, dire situations. But the point that they're making with Jordan right now is to build him up as a starter, keep him on a starter schedule so he knows exactly when he's pitching, when his bullpen is going to be, allow him to get into a routine. Um, and they'll continue building him up throughout these first parts of the season, the first few weeks, like they would in spring training. So 45 pitches is his max on Wednesday. Uh, then they'll hope that he can go to 60 the next outing and 75 from there, 90 and so on. Katie, final thing. We'll get you out of here on this. Is there anything we saw in the first three games of the year or what we were expecting to see later on this afternoon against the Pirates that has surprised you, given what you saw from this team out of spring training? I wouldn't say surprise. I would say something to keep an eye on is the bullpen. I think, and we talked about this a little bit before, guys, I think this bullpen is is made up a lot of of guys that may not be known much outside of the NL Central, but I think there are some legitimate threats here. I think Brian Helsley is one of them. I mean, Cardinals fans know what Giovanni Gallegos and Genesis Cabrera can do, uh, and they know what T.J. McFarland can do, the ground ball specialist. But when you're looking at guys like Brian Helsley, Andre Palante, will throw some important innings for them. Um, I, I was impressed by what Jake Woodford did yesterday, kept the damage to a minimum, kept the Cardinals in the ball game, and they have some long-inning guys with Drew Verhagen who we haven't seen yet, and then we saw Aaron Brooks yesterday. I think this bullpen's a little bit underrated, and, you know, potentially the Cardinals will not have to dig into their, their bullpen as often as they have over the last two games, but if they do, it was nice to see that they have that depth there. Katie, at 1.30 today, we are officially opening the – BK and Ferrario circle of trust. So I'm going to give you the opportunity as an honorary guest. You are our insider. Who is the first one that needs to go into the circle of trust? I'm, I'm all in on Ryan Helsley. I will die on this hill. Put Ryan Helsley in the circle of trust. Get back to me in September um, where I expect to be publicly applauded that I was correct. All right, Katie. T-Bone did that last year and it didn't work <laughs> out very well. So I'm going to believe you more than him. It's different this time. It's totally different. Katie, totally we, different. we appreciate the time as always. Enjoy your day off. Enjoy the trip out to Milwaukee here in a couple of days. And we'll talk with you again soon. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. A good story helps us understand the world and how to make it better. That idea drives what we do on the Daily News podcast, Post Reports. We bring you stories that empower people. You know this is a fraud, right? Why are you calling people doing this? And that hold powerful people accountable. Wait, you did what? We had to sue your office twice to get our hands on these documents. My name is Martine Powers. I co-host the show. Take the trusted reporting of The Washington Post wherever you go. Follow and listen to Post Reports. Splash, splash, splash. Splash Weather Repel Premium Windshield Wash features a three-in-one formula that repels rain, sleet, snow, and bugs while leaving a streak-free shine. And its advanced beating technology keeps you seeing safely all year long. See safely on the road when you apply a little splash. Pick some up at Walmart today.